0: Take two middle-aged men who happen to be cousins and share a common codependency on movies. Put them in a room and tell them to talk about anything film-related. The result? An existential exposition of cinematic synergy we call The Finleys on Film.
1: All right. Good place to start. How are you, Mr. Finley?
0: I'm doing well, Mr. Finley. How are you?
1: Good, good. We're in the Pod Palace and we are joined by comedian Carmen Gefkin. Do I have that right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Tell us about yourself, Carmen. No pressure.
2: Oh God. Uh, well, no uh,
1: pressure.
2: No pressure. Oh. Uh, Twenty six. Yep. I've been doing comedy for five years. Mm-hmm. Started when I was in college, and mm-hmm. just kind of fell in love with it. And yep. it's, it's picking up now. It's, it's picking up. Yeah. You nice.
1: have an you have an album out. I understand.
2: I do. I, it's a it's a mixtape. It's on SoundCloud. So uh-huh. uh, you know, I'm out here.
1: Okay. <laughs> so how do people get to it?
2: Uh, it is on SoundCloud.com/slash. Carmen-Gefkin, and it's called the Mixtape 2018.
1: You can feel free to drop this stuff in okay. anywhere oh. in the next half hour to 45 Ooh, minutes. Right. Perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I finally have things to plug, so this actually worked awesome. out. Awesome. Like, I usually don't have a lot of shows going on, but I'm like, oh, my God, I have so much stuff. <sighs> nice. <laughs> cool. Go.
1: Speaking of plugs, Tom. Yes. Are you tired of paying retail price for your replacement toilets and other bathroom accessories?
0: Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Tired of ordering
1: a new toilet online only to find that it's not what the manufacturer promised? Well, put your frustrations aside and head on down to Lupe Velez's Toilet Emporium, conveniently located at the corner of Fulton and Coldwater at 4810 Ethel Street. Okay. As Lupe likes to say, quote, it's easy to settle for your average toilet, but one look at mine and you'll simply fall for it. That's Loopy Velez's Toilet Emporium, 4810 Ethyl, between Fulton and Coldwater. Mm. <laughs> Fuck is Seamless. Seamless, I felt. <laughs> well played, sir. Yeah. Well played. Excellent, yeah. Okay, so we're talking about, um, I don't know, the great or the much maligned, I would say, Jane Fonda, right? Oh, she's a controversial figure, okay. to be sure, yeah. I was in a bar not long ago... And the Blake bar this afternoon yeah, and this morning <laughs> An happy and, hour specials and the, behind the bar There was a sign of the people who could go home. Of course immigrants was on there And so was Jane Fonda who oh. was a cunt according to the sign.
0: Wow oh, Like man.
1: emblazoned in the sign was was what a cunt the uh, wow. Proprietor thought she was okay. All right, but the, so, but the Mexicans weren't cunts They're Mexicans oh, I guess but wow. Wow. but some people are not letting it go I mean, it's clear, right? Oh yeah, it's yeah, 2018, and really some weird. people are not going to let go of the Jane Fonda. Hate. I was talking to
0: somebody yesterday. I said I'm going to be doing a, a thing on uh, Jane Fonda yep. tonight, and they were like, "Oh, I hate oh, that. I hate, hate that, that Jane Fonda. I mean, you hate a person with opinions? What those wrong
1: with you? Well, okay, wait a minute. Now here's the thing. Here's the. Although sp- I
0: gotta understand, I, so we understand. My knowledge of her biography fell off like right during the mid '80s. I don't know what the hell. No, she's no, been no. Doing I'm then.
1: going back to the thing, the original thing that yeah, old uh, guys the, from the Vietnam, Vietnam,
2: yeah, right, so Hanoi Jane. That's the Hanoi Jane. Right. Yeah.
1: There, there's a snopesable sort of quality to it because you can check on it. I think what, like, I at one point was driven over to the side of like, wait a minute, maybe I should dislike her because this seems really horrendous. So, so the the scenario, as I have been told, is right. essentially this. Anyone jump in if you want to correct me on this or react or just say nothing. <laughs> but here it is: the Vietnam War is still going on. It's three years from the close. It's 1972. Mm-hmm. Um, Jane Fonda goes over there and visits um, the. North Vietnamese, right, and sits on their tank, and there's a sort of a, a propaganda picture.
0: shot. Yeah, a nice propaganda picture of her on a tank.
1: Okay, so now the information that I was given later on, which turned out to be false, was this sort of myth that she, that a prisoner of war had um, slipped her a note, mm-hmm. and that she had slipped the note to the North Vietnamese. Now that does seem. Oh, wow. Rather shitty, that would right? Be pretty yeah. shitty. Yeah, Turns I out to be not yeah. at all true. And so, what we have is a person who's young and did something perhaps stupid. I yeah. mean, that's kind of forgivable. Oh, I mean, Or
0: perhaps they, they actually had a belief here and they should have probably been able to do that. Well, and, of and, course, you should and be able to be judged to. for mm-hmm. that. Yeah. You know? But yeah. I mean,
1: even if you hate her for doing it, it's like, right. okay, somebody did something when she was right. like yeah. a kid. And she
2: has expressed. Um, yeah regret about it and she felt that she was kind of like set i don't know all the details i was just quickly reading about it but um she basically said like she was there to bring attention to you know the tragedies and stuff that were happening and uh the the picture itself she felt like she was being led to sit on it and it wasn't her attention to like uh, offend service people and their families and all that kind of stuff. It was just it just a thing that happened. And looking back on it, you know, so many years later, it was like, was that the best scenario to be in? Possibly yeah. not. Yeah. But um, her career after that, though, like I mean, she's she is known for her man, her man, pff, humanitarian work yeah. elsewhere. Yeah. So it's like.
1: Carmen you'll be called out years from now for appearing on this show how could you be so stupid those guys are not <laughs> funny it's a waste of everyone's time so. and they're probably I mean, communists and know, you should be let off the hook but there's
2: a lot of people now who are being called out for stuff like that was on their social media like years ago uh, and yeah. I mean it's up to debate whether or not like the things are bad whatever, whatever but it's just like the stuff that you have on the internet it's there forever and since they there forever it's open to interpretation at a later time okay. so yeah. I'd be curious to see like People who grew up like I mean, I'm 26. I've been on the internet for yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> many, many years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like what what could be held against you in the future? Yeah, that makes
0: me worry a lot about my glamour shots. You know? Oh yeah, yeah that's right. Boas and nothing else.
1: <laughs> yeah, the oiled ones. As long especially. as they're they're tasteful, hey, well, I'm yeah, sure it's okay. Look at Tom. Tasteful. <laughs> Always tasteful. An
0: ostrich feather was an actual ostrich. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. What I don't think Jane Fonda should be forgiven for. Hmm is 1968's <laughs> Barbarella. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Which I had always uh, heard of. Everyone's mm. seeing the iconic poster. Mm-hmm. When I was living in, in, in the Haight-Ashbury, they played it like every week at the Red Vic. Yeah. And it made me think that back in those sweet, sweet salad LSD years of mine in my 20s mm. in San Francisco, it would have been great to mm. see Barbarella under some oh, yeah. hallucinogenics. I
0: have, to, I have to express myself. I came into this with a little bit of resentment of having to rewatch this goddamn thing. <laughs> so You'd seen it before. I'd seen it at the Red Vic or something <laughs> at some uh, SF movie house. I don't remember. I think it probably was the Red yeah. Vic. I don't remember, but uh-huh. it was uh, wow! What an interesting, uh, what an interesting vision of the future nineteen sixty four had to offer.
2: It's so much more campy than like yeah. I thought it would be. Like it's. Everything like the music just doesn't quite fit, but it does in a weird way. It's got a Herb
1: Albert Tea yeah, yeah. One for this, sure.
0: I tell you, the most I think the most admirable thing I found as I as I, in this movie is just the fact that like this was somebody's vision, mm-hmm. like and they realized the shit out of that vision. <laughs> like, they, like there was no, they did not hold back anything yeah. to get this weird notion. And it, it, I thought it was, like, very comic booky when I first saw it. Mm-hmm. And I come to find out, it was based on a comic right. book. I had okay. no idea. All right. So that actually makes it make way much more sense to me.
1: Yeah, well, it's sort of like, um, I was thinking about the Icecapades when I was watching it. Because to me, the Icecapades only serve... Two purposes, and it's for closeted homosexuals and people who are so puritanical they can't deal with the sexuality of like erotica or porn. So, those people go to the ice capades to sort of live out that sort of eroticism on ice, right? Mm-hmm. And they're undercover. And that's kind of how I felt about this Such movie. Cirque du very similar. Okay, for sure. It's kind of how I felt about this movie. You know, she, <laughs> she's clearly sort of asserting herself as this, like, she's a very, very beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mm-hmm. full of um, sexual innuendo and in your face. I mean, it's it's right fucking there. Yep. But beyond that, it is pure camp. And the problem, I mean, I like camp less than I, maybe <laughs> Tom, and I'm not sure about you, Carmen. But I mean,
2: I love beach blanket bingo. That's like all mm-hmm. the beach party movies. Like, all that's right. about as campy as you can get. Okay, but here's my <laughs> thing about
1: campy. Like, I love um, Rocky Horror, but I've mm-hmm. never seen it at home because to me, there's no purpose in seeing oh, it at home unless yeah. you go to a theater and people have like manneys mm. and a squirt gun and, and it's a toast and all that sort of stuff. So, camp as an event, I'm Down with if, right. if, if, um, Barbarella's at a theater and people have like <laughs> you know this thing that they do, yeah, and it's all part up. of an event, yeah. But watching it anywhere else, it camp, just camp camp when you're watching it at
0: home alone is very <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, people do that. People watch Rocky Horror at home, it always shocks
0: me. That is terrifying. Now that i never considered that,
1: yeah, okay. So, mm-hmm. so, and and the plot, I mean, I, I don't even. What it's, was it? <laughs> what is the plot? It's sort of a, it's whatever
2: you want. It's a, it a to plotless be. movie, she's, right? She's
0: going around in space in her in her space van that's filled that's covered with the hide of snuffleuphaguses. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, God She's yeah, trying. Just...
1: She's trying to find someone named Durant Durant, which yes. is where Durant Durant apparently took oh, their yeah. name. You do know this I trivia, right?
2: Uh, I am very familiar with Durant Durant Goes because my family. mom is.
1: Mm-mm. I'm not even Mm-mm. going out of
2: limb here. She back
1: off your statement, madam. If you're going to tell us how your mom.
2: Is, is the biggest thing
1: that we grew up on? She is
2: the biggest okay. Duran Duran fan you will no. ever meet. Okay. To the point where my name was almost going to be Rio. Her <laughs> name is Rio. Her name is Rio. Nice. And she's Rio. Almost. On our podcast. The thing is, Beautiful. like, if, if my mom wanted people to know like how much of a hardcore uh, Duran Duran fan is yeah. she could have named me like hungry like the wolf right, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all right hey, girls on film well, yeah. she really really wanted people to know That's but if
0: you're hungry like the wolf then you'd have to be Native American
2: at that I point. guess yeah, yeah I, know. I need to do my hungry wolf meetings. come here <laughs> my middle name is Michelle after a Beatles song, so they got me there. Okay. Again, they could have gone well, with like Yellow Submarine yeah. or Help.
0: Yeah, but, Michelle, but but going with the Beatles is at least respectable. Uh, yeah, it's not under- <laughs>
2: <laughs> I saw them at the mid state fair last year. I took her for her birthday. Uh, yeah. Oh my god, they still got it. I like, think the a under- under- great am- band. Yeah, it's a great band. It's great very I think they're band. underrated as far as like pop music.
1: Much better than the name. From the movie from which they took the name,
0: <laughs> yeah, I found it yeah. incredibly uh, like made that. One of the things that almost made the movie unwatchable, yeah. every time they said Duran Duran, I was like looking for the band <laughs> yeah.
1: to show up. I mean, it was incredibly distracting.
2: You're like, why is there eyeliner like emerging from my pores? <laughs> what is happening? It was like
1: one really like misguided interactive museum exhibit. Is what it felt mm-hmm. like. Okay. It just was constantly yeah. like, there was like plastic, but it felt like the plastic that like your duvet comes in when you right. buy it from Target. Oh, it's yeah. just this weird sort of, you know, sh- she was like, th- there's Anita Pallenberg, who's um, Keith Richards' longtime girlfriend. Oh. Right, right, right. Right, so there's, like they throw in this sort of like really cool star power mm. and interesting mm-hmm. sort of weirdos. But beyond that, it's sort of like... um
2: isn't there a mime in it, Marcel? Marcel, Marcel. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a mime. Well, she
1: mimes because, of course, she has an invisible key to an invisible oh, door. Yeah, yeah. At one point, doesn't
2: she get attacked by parakeets at some point too? Yeah.
1: Uh, she gets attacked by by wind up dolls. Yeah. Yes. And again, it's sort of like I can see the weird eroticism of these dolls, and then you get a shot of her sort of laying back in her like space mm. bikini, having oh, yeah. been sort of eaten at the knees. <laughs> I see that people are going for something very strange right, there. Right, right,
0: right. And, and it, like I said, there's there's a there's a there's a hint. A vision, but it's like some crazy yeah. Italian's vision. Well, it's aware of that itself.
1: It weird. It's aware of itself because hmm. the film does. I mean, there are moments that are not I want I don't want to say like Monty Python esque, but there's sort of like undertones where she's like she hears screaming and at one point she goes, Screaming, that's oftentimes a prelude to drama. <laughs> and she sort of goes <laughs> on, and it's like, Yeah, of course they're having fun Except with this it, movie. <laughs> you know, but but then you lose track of the fact that they're aware of it mm-hmm. at, at other mm-hmm. times. And and the the sexual um, stuff, to go back to that, you know, there's a sort of like there's a scene where, you know, on Earth it's the year like forty one hundred or something like that. And right. they yeah. they no right. longer have like sex in, in the mechanical they known take pills way. They take pills and yeah. touch each other's hands. Mm-hmm. And so some guy convinces her to go the old way, and of course she's like thrilled <laughs> with the results <laughs> afterwards. Uh-huh. They kind of um,
2: did the same thing in Demolition Man. I never where... saw with
1: with Wesley Snipes. Yeah.
2: yeah. I, I, Uh, What's it, Sandra Bullock Mm -hmm. and the other guy?
1: Yeah. So sex. Well,
2: yeah. But but yeah, they Rod- had to wear like Dennis little. Yeah, yeah yeah. They had uh, to wear uh, a VR headset to like bang because it was too dangerous to have sex because there was like transmission of diseases Super and stuff. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Makes sense yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it was the same it's kind making, of thing like oh yeah. let's do it the old fashioned.
1: Yeah. And that's, wow. And <laughs> How it, dirty. And it's also sort of like I recognize <laughs> this. It's never gonna be the same. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love the fact that Shankar did didn't make it out of the seventies and suddenly it's in forty one hundred. Well
1: that's common with those sort of like late sixties early. I'm sure we're doing the same thing when we make sort of futuristic films now right laughing at us but but if i look at like five years later woody Allen's sleeper from 1973 (laughs) it sort of it makes fun of the things that this film was positing and kind of making fun of but you're not sure that it is you know like in woody allen's the orgasmatron the sort Mm -hmm. of the closet you go in and come out and everyone's hair is all over the place (laughs) yeah um you know but it's like anyway so um i don't know that I mean, where do you want to go with this? I don't know that anyone ever needs to see this but I'm kind of this shooing is, people away from it. No,
0: no, no, no. I, here's the thing. This is a movie I'm going to recommend to people I don't like a hell of a lot.
1: The people you don't like?
0: Yeah. yeah. I don't know, I don't know that I have to hate them. But Add
1: people, the people who don't I like wanna, you, and you can recommend it to everyone. People I
0: enjoy annoying. So, Joe, let me yeah. introduce you to this movie. Yeah, yeah, okay. You Twice. Fuck. Twice baked. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, I don't know, I wouldn't recommend this to somebody I like. But, uh, but no, I mean, not there's,
1: it's it's
2: iconic, yeah. and a lot of yeah, iconic no, films no, that so I don't is the like. The Holocaust. Despite
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got me there. I' right? sure, yeah. we
2: talking about uh, Julia later too? So it's a good tie-in. Oh yeah, yeah that's <laughs> a I smooth, very smooth <laughs> transition. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, it's so many iconic films that I end up not liking. I still feel like, well, I'm glad I saw it. Mm-hmm. Or you know, Planet of the Apes is kind of. Now that you know way what it's too. about. But yeah. I just don't. There's nothing here. And and the thing is, Jane Fonda is. I th- I like her a lot. I think mm-hmm. she's tremendous in yeah. a lot of things. Yeah. Anything more about Barbarella? Uh,
2: no. I think she's just like one of the iconic space babes. Yeah, like for sure. that image right. has been like replicated in so many other like costumes and movies. Just this like might be a
0: really good movie for like a fourteen year old nerd boy to watch. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah, no, no, that's like the demographic of this movie. Well, it's interesting because it, it, the real
1: it, re, it introduces in a, in a in a sort of world where erotica is actually gone because mm-hmm. of the internet, because mm-hmm. you know it's like Pornhub, you know, accessible to all twelve year olds. To sort of introduce a fourteen year old to like that initial scene, which is kind of comic but kind of <laughs> erotic, where she's undressing in a spacesuit that's flipping right. all over the place. Mm-hmm. I mean, just for that purpose, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Like this is what we had to deal oh, with back mom, then. this
0: is so cute. Yeah. Wow.
1: Okay, so now let's transition into (laughs) 1971, which is this is the last film she made before the aforementioned Vietnam situation. Right. Right, And so Mm -hmm. this is 1971's Clute, Clute. starring Jane Fonda and Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland. Okay. Total reversal. I I love this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's fantastic. And I think that the... Uh oh, Carmen doesn't like it.
2: Oh no, I like it. Oh, I, I was just like, I have notes. So I, I don't have emotions,
1: so I can't read them. Oh, that was okay. the problem. Sorry, okay. Carmen. Okay. Yeah. So I just it's thought true. this. I thought this movie was tremendous. Oh. It was very much of its time. Mm-hmm. It has, I mean, it has camera work that they only had the balls to try in the seventies, like yeah. like a faraway <laughs> shot mm-hmm. of a person walking across the street for so long that they actually almost run over the camera, like right. like disappear mm-hmm. blurrily into the face of the camera. That that. Crazy sort of like bleedy seventies color. Yeah. Panoramic. Love it. Love it. Um, a Donald Sutherland who who still looks young with his big jug ears. <laughs>
0: yeah, holy shit! A Donald Sutherland movie that I like. What There's about the Dirty Dozen? Well, yeah, but I, don't I like it because of him. He's really good in this movie. Halloween. I was really kind of shocked, man. So Yeah, yeah I'm all in for the Donald Pleasants for this movie.
1: Donald Sutherland Pleasants. Yeah, I Sutherland. love it when Tom makes a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah. Yes, he does. Okay, so what's Carmen? Do you want to walk us through the, the essential plot?
2: Um, well, I've listened to an interview, just like a quick little fun fact that I thought was interesting. Um, it was Jane Fonda on Inside the Actors Studio, and she's talking about how she prepared for her role as uh, Bree. What's your face?
1: Bree whore lady. Yeah, yeah. Bree
2: whore lady. Um, and she's saying that she went and hung out with like call girls and stuff in New York and really? pimps for a while just to like figure out how to approach this, and she felt that she didn't quite have it in her to pull off like just the the intensity of this character because like the the way that the pimps had interacted with her while she was you know learning about this stuff she just yeah. felt like they they didn't take her seriously and they could see right through her so she was basically acting the asking the director to to let her out of her contract, she's like, "There's no way I can do this. I just huh. don't feel like I have it in me." And then she turns around and wins an Academy Award. Plus, for there's it. some
1: lives in Vietnam I want to ruin, yeah. but I guess <laughs> I'll right. put that on hold. But
2: I just thought that was really inspiring. Like, wow! Like, yeah. don't give up on yourself, even if you don't think you can play it. You
1: can be that whore. You can I do can be, it. Yes. You can
2: play yeah. the call girl. Well, that that's the
1: thing because she isn't um, a, 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 a prostitute in the, in the traditional no, sense. No. the, the no, real no, one. A, she, yeah, she's a high-end call girl. Yeah, she's right, a call right. girl. Right. Who's but who is also slightly stepped away from the high-end sort of. Mechanism mm-hmm. or management. She's of it, right? pushed
0: away from it by the mechanism of the guys de- uh, of the investigation.
1: Mm-hmm. I guess that right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And her old pimp is Roy Scheider. 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 Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, Roy Shotter of of course French Connection fame and, oh, yeah. and Jaws. Right? Jaws, of course. Okay. Um. So looking, looking great.
2: Brie Roy Daniels.
0: Looked great in the Brie Daniels.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Good catch. Who
2: was it? Daniels? That's oh, your Brie character? Daniels? Oh, Brie
1: Daniels, yeah. All right, so so the premise is really, it's like upstate New York or Connecticut or something, and Donald, Donald Sutherland is a police officer who is friends with this um, wealthy family, this wealthy couple, right. and it's a, an interesting way that they sort of reveal that the husband is is missing. He's mm-hmm. missing for a certain mm-hmm. amount of time, right. and there have been these ugly letters found on his desk at work, and actually, i got to be honest with you, later on when they show parts of the letters, not that ugly. It's very 1971 <laughs> ugly, right? By the way, I, had, I just want to point out, I,
0: uh, knowing you and your... Sort sort of your championship of, like, sexuality and yep. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, yeah. I was watching this going, yeah, this is kind of like Joe Vought the movie. Okay. There's <laughs> a right. lot of your values going on in this movie, so it's, it's no, mm. no surprise to me you like this movie. I'd like
1: to make a movie about you and call it Mute. hmm So anyway, um, he's missing <laughs> for, like... a lot. Uh, That's missing your for, shit like... Burn. He's missing for six months. And Donald Sutherland volunteers um, to sort of, I guess, transition out of the police department. I'm not sure how people do that, to become a private investigator for a while. No idea. Whatever. Anyway. Well, he
0: becomes a private investigator for the purposes of this movie. Boom. Moving
1: forward. Boom. Thank you. Pow. All right. And he tracks down Jane Fonda, the call girl. Mm-hmm. Now, by the way, we get these sort of beautiful scenes of Jane Fonda at work. And it's, mm-hmm. it's so revealing. First of all, I'm sitting there watching it with my wife, and I had to say out loud, we are really dopes. Men are dopes because all all she had to say to the character and to me watching the film was like, I'm really kind of interested in you. And it was and then they're making passionate love and she's saying this absurd, like, my angel, my angel, but then sort of like checking her watch Mm -hmm. around his back. Because she's
2: a professional. She can't get too attached.
1: Okay, fair enough. Fair enough, (laughs) Karma. She's she's a professional but also I kind of feel it's very sort of Gloria Steinem like 1971 in that the message is yeah that the call girl doesn't get attached the professional but also that hey guys this is something women might be doing sometimes <laughs> <laughs> they might not actually they might just be like doing you a favor. Much for the surprise of the males of 1970. What? In 2018, I mean I think what? it's uh, <laughs> that's the movie you should show a 14 year old. I think. Yeah. Clue. Yes, yeah. you would think that, just Well, yes, for that message, I would say. <laughs>
0: You're never gonna please a woman. Go not never.
1: Oh, be quiet! Tom. All, right. All right. So anyway, where were we? I don't know. Um, okay, so so Donald oh, yeah, Sutherland
0: to describe the thing. Yeah, it's
1: so. uh, moves into an apartment building. Right. Is trying to find this guy, mm-hmm.
0: and so he's using these letters these these obscene letters that that, 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 that supposedly he had written yep. to sort of track him down through by way of Brie, Brie Daniels. Yeah. that it could
2: have right. been one of her past right. clients. Well, because definitely because like she did get yeah, up she by a past beat up. Yeah, she got beat up. Didn't know who it was. Right, right.
1: So there's gotta be a way of connecting them. And of course, now what we have is a clash of these two characters, you know, sort of Mm -hmm. this trope, right? Like he's a sort of, like he's the professional, but he's got a naivete about him. right? Um, he's, she's, a, he's a hayseed. He's a bit of a. He's
0: like a bit yeah. of a hayseed, uh, and kind of a decent. It kind of comes across as being uh, like kind of weirdly decent in in the context of the rest of the movie.
1: Yeah, and he's being directed. I think important important to mention he's being directed by the missing man's um, boss or ex boss, who's putting mm-hmm. all this money forward to sort of hire him. Right. Um, and of course, you know, some sort of relationship evolves between them. Mm-hmm. And and you know, initially it's sort of an adversarial relationship. Right. Um, two sides of the track. Um, but you know, eventually it goes somewhere else, and we, and we have to contend with that, or mm-hmm. Donald Sutherland does, right? And there's right. another great scene where they finally get together, and it turns out she says something that she's been telling her psychiatrist and, and using in sort of voiceovers in the film, mm-hmm. and that's that there's this one area of her life that she's good at. She's a professional, and it's her one like, area of empowerment, and she gets to sort of manipulate people, and she does it to Donald Sutherland.
0: Right, right, mm-hmm. and
1: two things happen. One is a 1971 sort of like pull the curtain back revelation about sex or the possibilities of sex when they make what looks like wild, passionate love, and mm-hmm. she says, "Are you angry because you didn't make me come?" And this is sort of shot of his face, like. I can't even believe you said that and uh, holy moly what's just happened here. And she sort of walks out. Right. And it's sort of like there's two things happening, I think. One is that she's manipulated him, but also in a way you can tell she's let herself down because she's she's sort of like defaulted to the one thing that she's known that that has the manipulation that hasn't made her happy. Right. But does everyone agree that I feel like this is going too well?
2: Yeah. I think if I read that on an essay, I would give you. Yeah, definitely.
0: You get like a stamp, like a. Yeah, like stamp. a good
2: job stamp. What would
1: the stamp? Oh, just a good job. Yeah,
2: a good job. Yeah. Maybe or a sticker.
1: Maybe like you didn't make me come. Would <laughs> be like just <laughs> stamped. <laughs> well, Joe, you have yet to do that. So. Yeah. yeah, I get that from all my teachers. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if
2: they sell those stamps at the uh, teacher supply store. No, I mean, no. Probably it's a custom. You have to get it in Tijuana. Order, yeah.
0: right. Or or have Joe whittle
1: you some. <laughs> Actually, I understand that Lupe Velez's um, toilet emporium sells uh, them. That's right. <laughs> Okay. Is that a is that a real place? Sure. No.
2: Okay. I was gonna say like do they do they sell bidets because that's a, a pretty good market to get into.
1: Um, you're looking high class. This is okay. like the Home yeah. Depot. Oh, okay. Yeah, but we love them. Yeah, <laughs> not, it's not Kohl's. It's like the Home Depot. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. um I don't know. The film has lots of interesting, sort of like I love the scene where she's called to the old man who's been like a tailor or a cloth cutter that for years. That was really kind of cool, actually. And she yeah. goes through this whole thing, and you realize—I I thought at first, oh, she's playing a role. It's like role right, playing, right, right. and then it, then you realize, no, it's not sexual. It's that he is so lonely that he he hires her to come once in a while and, and tell stories, and, tell her stories her and, and, yep. and 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 act like a, a you know, whatever. Yeah. A, 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 like a whatever. A a what, like track. a whatever. Well yeah. Said, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> well, I teach English.
2: I think her look in the movie is very iconic too. Like, just like the <laughs> fashion. And yeah. Yeah. that's what I, I really the appreciate. Turtleneck, the the yeah. turtleneck sweaters. I like that. Yeah, so, a the cool first time, the time I watched this movie was in like 2007 because I wanted to go get my hair cut. And at the time, like like MySpace emo scene, uh-huh. hair choppy kind of stuff, that was really popular. So, I was like, ma'am. I want to go get my haircut and she's like what kind of haircut do you want so i showed her a picture she was uh, like no 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 no. Uh, okay. it was like some some girl on myspace or something and she's like that looks like jane fonda and clue oh nice like the that's what she okay. thought the style like kind of originated from and i was Ew. like what are you talking about now it's from myspace it's
0: an
2: old movie from the 70s <laughs> so she's like well you we should watch it so we watched it and i was like oh this is a good movie but mm-hmm. yeah I, I did get a, a somewhat i guess i wish i could find the picture but yeah yeah. A, I mean, you could probably find it on my old MySpace somewhere.
1: Okay, <laughs> well, actually, let me <laughs> show you this picture. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a, She wears a really interesting, um, like rubber suit. Yeah, or yep. latex suit or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's very yeah. interesting. God, this is such a great movie, man. I, I love was it. shocked. Yeah. I had no
0: idea what to expect. Pacing was off. Awesome. Right into mm-hmm. it. The yeah. pacing is amazing. It's so atmospheric. Yep. Yeah. Like the music, like bordered on being annoying some, to me sometimes, but it ultimately worked really it's well. It's got that thing in the seventies where there's so, a tinny
1: yeah. piano and then like um, one of those sort of like pebbles on a box sound, So It's like ding, ding,
2: yeah. 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 mm.
1: right? Yeah, there's
2: like a mandolin in there at some point. Like
1: no Carmen, I watch think, it again. I there was no mandolin. mandolin in there. There's
2: uh-huh. like a scene where she's talking to an old guy and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's my impersonation of a mandolin.
1: I liked your impersonation <laughs> of your yourself, impersonation by the way. Yeah. I, I totally believe that was you as a 16 year old yeah. when you did that,
2: Mom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so she won the Academy Award for this, and oh, I have no yeah. problem with that.
0: No, I don't know what else came out that year that might have challenged her. I don't remember. It Not was sort I, of like, like of. French
1: Connection world, so I don't mm. even know right. that there were Not a lot of strong female. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, it was she. She was fabulous in it. So yeah, she won the best uh, best actor. Way to go.
1: Okay, so now we're, we we were talking about our third film, and that is 1977's Julia.
0: Hmm.
1: It's initial kind of thoughts.
2: A, kind of a bummer.
1: <laughs> you didn't like? You thought it was, I mean, this not, was an not an uplifting not your favorite movie? upbeat uh, not uh, Holocaust movie? I mean,
2: it's a good story, but I just I well, was just kind of bummed out. I <laughs> mean, is it a
1: Holocaust movie? Let's talk about that first. I mean, what qualifies as a Holocaust movie? Like that the Holocaust is happening in the background? Yeah, Cuz that's yeah. kind of what's yeah. happening Nazis here. I mean,
0: it's definitely a movie about Nazis are mean, Holocaust is implied.
2: Okay. They can't live their life to the fullest because
0: it's like swing kids without the. You computer. mean the Nazis? can't? Yeah, no, no. Oh. Like the, no. the Nazis are being held <laughs> oh back
2: by the let Jews. Me, let me, me sure. be incredibly clear with them. Yeah. <laughs> no, like they can't. She album. can't pursue her her playwriting and mm-hmm. all that stuff mm-hmm.
1: So we're talking. So so it's it's um, Jane Fonda as Lillian Hellman, right. the, the she great plays playwright, Lillian Hellman, and this right.
2: is based Jason on a Roberts Hellman story. Hammett,
0: yeah. Uh, right. I, heard, I heard a yes. lot of
2: it though is like possibly not correct like, oh, there, was, sure, some, there yeah. was some embellishing yeah. of, of the truth but there was no holocaust
1: for instance. <laughs> was, Yeah, good point
0: <laughs> well six million Jews did not visit the holocaust uh, hello <laughs> no uh, just the fact that Lillian Helmo was kind of a phenomenal liar like she was known for t- t- doing that in a very casual mm-hmm. way just tell us more I never life. heard this Oh yeah, yeah. She and well, she and Hammond kind of had that in common. That's one of the things they had in common mm-hmm. was that they were both kind of like they, loved, they They would happily embellish a story or make some shit up. It's it was one of those things where you go like, "What did you do last Saturday?" Well, I went and killed an arc. You know, they they would just make something up. So they both had that quality of lying. Do you mean just their, with each their, other with, as like a game, no, just or in their, in their in their overall world as well? Do you think I mean, that's between a, them, but also to anybody? It is that matter. a
1: quality of, of them being writers? You think or I think it's
0: yeah. writers and alcoholics or <laughs>
2: some
1: <laughs>
0: fine combination of the Fair two? Enough. Which it's... they definitely were.
2: If you so. can get attention through a very well, yeah. If
0: you're a storyteller, yeah. And really you gotta tell a lie. That's really well written. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I'm curious, I Carmen. Run
1: money to the. Uh, I guess. It,
2: right? Yeah. As
1: to what Lillian Hellman yeah. sounded like as a 16 year old talking to her mom. Oh God. Mom. <laughs> the Holocaust <laughs> is totally real. I
2: want to go to Europe and like write a story. <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> so. <laughs>
1: so um it's so not a phase mom it's who i am <laughs> there will not be other wars <laughs> so um lillian hellman has this friend um of the upper class mm-hmm. um, yeah,
0: upper class german yeah uh, hence stoic st- st- you know stodgy and uh, and apparently very susceptible to becoming a nazi later
1: played on. by vanessa redgrave yes that's susceptible Julia, the girl, the friend becoming is... a nazi
0: well, they're very Nazi sympathizers. Later on in the movie, it looks oh. like.
1: Wait, you mean her family? Her family. Yeah. Oh, I, think her. <coughs> no, <coughs> I thought
0: you meant her. No, I thought you miswatched the Did entire movie? movie. I was Chose so to
1: happy to hear that you might have misunderstood her whole character. Oh my god! You, oh, you know in like front of somebody you? too. I don't, no <laughs> idea. What okay. do I like about you. All right, so your mortality. your mortality. So they have this sort of relationship, and and Julia, um, her friend of means, who is not. Sympathetic to the Nazis, um, has is, has a sort of a mentor relationship with her, right? I mean, she's mm-hmm. she's constantly sort she's, of pushing her to see like yeah, the, like the humanity she's in life. The older sister, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah okay. And mm-hmm. so we kind of flash back and forth between them as, you know, friends in Europe and then Lillian Hellman, who's um, early on in her career and she's in this relationship with Dashiell Hammett, again, as right. you said, played by Jason Robart. Mm-hmm. And they're in like I think Maine or something, and it's like her her writing process. And there's a brilliant sort of like back and forth relationship they have where he's very he's the he loves her enough to be honest with her. <laughs>
0: yeah, he and not to
1: push her into his life. Like he can be with her, he can be without her and um, he wants her to feel the same way. I think. Interrupt mm-hmm. anytime you want. And um, he he looks at like a draft of her first play and is like, "You're better than this. Start over." And she's ah, but you know, it makes her better.
0: Yeah, there's actually there there are stories that uh, Lillian uh, told about like him like throwing a play at her, going,
1: "That sucked." That's better. probably the more accurate. It probably version probably is. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
0: the one thing they did was with, with, the, with the relationship between the two of them, they played really heavily to the myths that the both of them promulgated about their relationship mm-hmm. Like they were very super supportive, but they were super. Yeah. Crazy, honest, and he was very much a mentor to her early on.
1: So and he was a drunk for sure. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: So, do you like Jane Fonda in this role versus? Clute or barbarella is
1: there one that barbarella i can just throw out the window <laughs> yeah. absolutely but i mean they're just so different you know um i would say like she's sharper and and kind of more obviously engaging include and, mm-hmm. and, and sort of more dynamic right um julia's a little more um it ha- it's burdened by the fact that you know that this is a real person first of right. all it has this sort of biopic aspects to it um but also um it's a subtle film. I mean, it also has the truth of history behind it. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm really, I love movies that have that kind of layer and right. intrigue. There's a movie with, uh, of all people, Melanie Griffith and Michael Douglas called Shining Through. It's from the early 90s that, believe it or not, with Melanie Griffith, it's, it's terrific. But it has that sort of, like, um, you know, moving um, bookcase to hide from the Nazis type of um, intrigue to it that uh-huh. I think is present here.
0: Okay. Although sure. this is a little okay. more grounded. Although I think I think also um, it's it's less stylish than Clute. Clute is definitely oh, yeah. super super it's as a very gritty. stylized and stylish yeah. movie. Very gritty and, yep. in its own stylism. Yeah, stylism. The stylishness <laughs> right there. Ah, yes. um, but uh, and, and this is much more like a straightforward telling of the story. Yeah. Than Clute was. Clute was a lot of fucking with your head. Mm-hmm. That's much less so.
1: So there's this is sort of like she has to return um to Europe, right? right? Um to sort of find her friend who's who it's it's becoming increasingly clear as part of the, the resistance right. in, in some way.
0: Yeah, an anti not like an anti Nazi activist resistance person. Uh
1: yeah, a not C.
0: Nah. God damn it.
1: So, um, so, there's that sort of relationship we her going back and forth. And then you see her become famous. You know, She writes like probably The Little Foxes or right. Children's Hour or something I think like Children's that. Children's
0: Hour is like her first big play, I think. Yeah. Okay,
1: yeah. Um, and at the same time, it's like she wants to enjoy this life. And oh, by the way, this sort of um, minor character friend um, uh, film debut of Meryl Streep. Yeah, this yeah is her baby big, Meryl
0: Streep. Baby big Meryl right
1: yeah. yeah. And Maximilian Chalice in this movie, who's awesome. He plays the sort of the, the go-between-the-agent, mm. Judgment at oh, Nuremberg, right? Yeah, he comes yeah. in and sort of... All right, so, so now she's sort of drawn to, like, she has this life she can be a successful in, but she also has this integrity toward her friend, and she, right. has, she wants to find the friend, and she thinks at one point that the friend had a baby. Right. And also, suddenly, her friend is missing. I'm sort of going through a lot. Mm-hmm. So, if you want to stop me at any point, but but it's like it's, we, it's, we try not to kill like the point of the movie in these things, right? right. Yeah, saying. sorry, too much. And yeah. it ends this way exactly <laughs> with this reveal, and 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 so there's a lot of that sort of like um, like angst. You you feel it sort of like I feel it, like the pit of my stomach, angst for her not being able to find her friend right. or the mm-hmm. child, and and the backdrop of the Nazis, and she herself, of course, is Jewish, right. So, you Why know. Are the movie's
2: a little bit of a bummer. It is a
1: bummer. It's just it's like a bummer, yeah. There's no no good guys that. don't
0: win. Yeah. 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 That's for sure. Yeah.
2: But it well, won a lot of awards. It was nominated for a lot of Academy Awards.
0: It was at a time when I think like any sort of anti-Nazi movie was considered yeah. like inherently important. When, when did, I mean, did we I lose that? And I think this was a good one, and and I think this was a pretty good one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't yeah. I don't know about a great movie. Is it a great movie?
1: It's a very
2: According good movie. According to the Academy, it is a great movie.
1: It's a movie. very good movie. For sure. <laughs> yeah. When did, by the way, when did um, movies about the Holocaust sort of fall away from us? Because there was a time period for a long time when, when you, there was a movie about the Holocaust, and as long as it was, it was competent, you were like, yes! 80s. No, it, like, Schindler's List is awesome. The Pianist is awesome. Are you awesome. counting
2: uh, Inglorious Bastards?
1: I, uh, by the way, Carmen, I have to say this. I'm <laughs> glad you're here. I love Inglorious Bastards, okay. but somebody here doesn't. Oh. And here's the reason. So hold on to your seat. Okay. It's historically inaccurate.
2: Uh, yeah, that's just a little bit. That's not actually true. <laughs> <laughs> that's not why he I don't that, like it. He this, said <laughs> that to me. The first time he told me he like it, was like,
1: well, that's not how Hitler was killed. <laughs> well, first off, that's uh, right. That's right.
0: He killed himself, Jeff. He's still alive. No, he's yeah. it's, he and him and Gregory Peck are down in Brazil. But you
1: know what I'm saying? Like there was a time period when it's like it would. It, you, the invitation was accepted immediately to try mm-hmm. to like movies because it was so important, and obviously it's still important, but it's not. Doesn't seem as immediate. You can yeah. you can now not depend on liking a Holocaust movie. I
0: think the '80s killed all <laughs> killed Holocaust <laughs> movies until the like until the '90s, and then we got into Schindler's List. But before that, like, do you remember a, 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 like a Holocaust movie from the '80s at all? I don't.
2: I, I don't. I, no. I mean, Nobody I, I that, wouldn't no, be no the one that to Porky's
0: can also hold Schindler's List. That's all I'm saying.
2: Well, isn't we'll there is a boy yeah. at the striped pajamas? Is that another one?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, but I don't know when that's from.
1: It's I
2: in think that was yeah, yeah. 2000s. Yeah. There was a book.
1: Mm. All right, so yeah. to review, Barbarella. <laughs> boo, boo. Thumbs down for Barbarella. I say thumbs up just you for the you?
2: it's iconic. Okay, okay,
1: all right, Thumbs sideways, I presume for you, Tom. No, no, it's a thumbs I down. Say thumbs okay, down. Um, Clute, we're all in. I thumbs up yeah. for sure.
0: Great, it's a really good movie. It's a um, fantastic
1: movie. Another yeah.
2: thing on Clute, um yep. another part Actoid. of the uh inside the actor's studio interview mm-hmm. uh she was saying how before in roles that she had done like in early in her career yep. she would do this thing with her voice where she would stay like relatively high-pitched um yep. as like a coping mechanism of some sort i, I know it's it's on youtube if you want to watch the interview it's very interesting but yeah. she's saying like after clute she felt like she came into her own so much like she no longer felt like she had to like Keep her voice at a higher, more like feminine, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. passive octave, I guess. But know she know? does
1: have, I, I noticed one of the most distinct voices in Hollywood, oh, especially for real moments. and she she has like go tos like, um,
2: terrific. She says that a lot, <laughs> right?
1: Right, right? Yeah. Okay. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, Clute, definitely thumbs up. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And then Julia, we're saying thumbs up, but not as thumbs uppy as Clute.
2: I'd I'd say thumbs up. I mean the movie is beautiful like the costumes no it's period piece everything mm-hmm. the cinematography is great too I think it was also nominated for best cinematography so yeah. like there are there are parts in the movie you can like if you're not a big fan of the, the story itself there are parts that you can like for sure very cool appreciate
0: nice. you're very even handed thank you well, well played <laughs> good job
1: Carmen <laughs> thank you alright Carmen tell us more about what's going on uh, with your comedy oh
2: okay well thank you for asking uh well first of all you can follow me i'm on instagram at carmen mg that's carmen with a k mg uh if you want to listen to my mixtape it's a it's a blend of sets that i've recorded over the past year plus some like sound bites of uh, people who i find very inspirational and their okay. words keep me going. So cool. <laughs> All right. <laughs> if it's you want to check stage, it out. Like. Yeah. Yeah. It's, right. it's like a mix of, of it's not just my stand up, it's a mix of other things too. Um, September 8th. I'm going to be performing uh, laughs at the shop at the Waffle Shop on Blackstone, here in town. Here in Fresno. Here in town, not during the day. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna go bother you while you're eating <laughs> breakfast. It's in the evening. i bringing
0: you waffles. It's called being a waitress, but Yeah,
2: <laughs> I'm, actually a, I'm actually a server too. So not at the Waffle Shop, but <laughs> that would just be, be great. very fitting. Let me just <laughs> take <laughs> some orders.
1: How humiliating would that be? I like, know. you have to bring the order and then do, like, part of your set. Yeah,
2: let me, let me take my 15 real quick and
1: go <laughs> <laughs> do a
2: set. Um, yeah, that's September eighth. Uh, mm-hmm. On September thirteenth, uh, we have another installment of Savage Cinema Club. Tell is us about a, that. What, what's oh, what is that? Well, I think you, you've had um, Evan on Evan here before, co-host. Walker, yeah. yeah, he's very funny. Um, so Savage Cinema Club is a monthly movie series where we roast terrible movies, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like Mystery Science Theater Rift Tracks. Uh, so our movie this month is Little Shop of Horrors. So we're going to be roasting that. The one
1: from the 60s or the 80s? That's the 60s. Okay. Yeah. So Jack so, Nicholson's in it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, cool. it's very funny. Yeah.
2: Um, so it's going to be a Full Circle Brewing at 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So it's free. And cool. we also have a drinking game. Uh, can't you, lose. You can't lose. It's really fun. Very cool. Um, yeah, if you want to check more out, Savage Cinema Club on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, September 27th, I'm hosting Comedy Night at Strummers. Uh, My friend Mariah Alexis, this is her show. Oh, yeah, Um, yeah, I know.
1: know. I've I've met her, yeah.
2: Yeah, she puts on amazing shows. That'll be September 27th I'm hosting. Awesome. Come check it out.
1: All right. Check it out. Yeah. Tommy Bear, you got anything?
0: Uh, Go check me out at tomsmithcomedy.com. And, uh, yeah, that's where you have all my listings right there. So
1: um and we you would like buddy. you to rate and review us on iTunes and then tell people about this thing mm-hmm. so that people will listen sir yeah that's all i got <laughs> all right yeah good night everyone thank you Bye-byes. bye bye bye